ഹമീദ്ഹിമ gives us the prescription of how a person can become the beloved of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala here mentions, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ That say to them, O Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, If you love Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala فَاتَّبِعُونِي Then follow me, follow the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And What will be the result of this? What will be the consequence of this? Yuhbibkumullah. Allah will love you. You will become the beloved of Allah. He naqshe qadam nabi ke jannat ke raaste. If a person, he follows in the footsteps of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then where will he come out? He will come out in jannat. Allah se milate hai sunnat ke raaste. And when a person follows sunnat, the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then he will get Allah Ta'ala. Jannat is only the creation of Allah. And Allah Ta'ala is greater than Jannat also. Allah is the creator of Jannat. And Jannat, to get Jannat, a person has to live in this world. He has to pass away. He would have to stay in the Qabr. And then finally, a person reaches his destination, he gets to Jannat. But Allah Ta'ala is cash. A person will get Allah Ta'ala in this world. So Allah Ta'ala will love him. He will become the beloved of Allah. And Allah Ta'ala will forgive such a person for his sins. In a hadith, Nabi Alayhi Salatu Wasallam mentioned, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه موالده إليه موالي وولده وولده والناس أجمعين That none of you can be a true believer until I am beloved to him. Miwalidhi than his father. Nabi alayhi salam must be more beloved to us than our parents. Wawaladihi, his child. Nabi alayhi salam must be more beloved than our children. Wannasi ajma'een and mankind put together. Then only can a person be a true believer. This sahaba, this sahaba, ridwanullahi majma'een, hai majma'een, they practically showed it to us. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu 
on the occasion of Badr. He was fighting on the side of the Muslimin. And his son Abdul Rahman was not a Muslim at that time. So he was on the side of the Kuffar. So later on one day, Abdul Rahman, he tells his father, Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala, that, oh, that, oh my beloved father, on the occasion of Badr, occasion of Badr, that I had the opportunity of slaying you. You had come under my sword. But I considered the fact that you are my father and I spared your life. Look at the love Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala has for Nabi alayhi salam. Without any hesitation, without thinking any further, Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala says, that, oh my beloved son, that if you had come under my, my sword on, on the occasion of Badr, the only thing that I would have considered that you're the enemy of Allah and His Rasul Wasallam, I wouldn't have spared your life. So much of love. One woman comes, one woman comes to us, one woman comes to us, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, and she tells us, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, that I want to see the qabr mubarak of Rasulullah Wasallam. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala opens the room door, the room door, the room door where the cover of Nabi alayhi is. She lays down there and she starts crying. She cries so much that the ruh comes out of the body. She couldn't imagine living without Nabi alayhi She cried so much there and there she passed away. So much of love they had for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One buzruk, one pious person, he thought I have a lot of love for Nabi alayhi Allah Ta'ala bless us with that true love for Nabi Alayhi Salaam. He thought, I have this love for Nabi Alayhi Salaatu Salaam. So that night he sees a dream. And in that dream there is a cart, a horse and cart. And in that cart is this Buzruk. And with him there are four other Sahaba. So that cart runs into danger. Now this pious person, he thinks that what can I do to stop the cart? I need to save Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Can I get some stone? Can I get some rock and put it under the tire? He is still thinking that what can I do to save the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasalam? In the dream, sahaba jumped off the cart, they put themselves at the wheel. And they brought that cart to a standstill. So much love sahaba had for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasalam. This is that love that we should desire. The wife was Amr ibn Jamuh radiallahu ta'ala an. When the battle of Uhud had taken place, then the rumor had spread that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa has been made shaheed. So when she heard this, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa has been made shaheed, she ran out of her home without any shoes. At that time the laws of hijab were not revealed as well. So her face was uncovered, the hair was uncovered, she ran out of the house. So she asked, how is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So they told her, your husband has been made shaheed. She is not worried about the husband, how is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So then they tell her, that your two sons have been made shaheed. Been made shaheed. Again, how is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Your brother has been made shaheed. Four family members of hers made shaheed. Her husband, her children, her brother. But her question is, how is Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa So somebody told her, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa as well. So she says, now I got some ease. But I will not have comfort until I see Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa with my very own eyes. And then when she, when she sees Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa then she says, every calamity, every hardship, 
after, after, after seeing you, O Rasulullah is absolutely no difficulty and calamity. It is very, very easy. Hazrat Abdullah bin Huzafa radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the Christians, they got hold of him on one particular occasion. And they forced Abdullah bin Huzafa radiallahu ta'ala anhu to accept the, the religion of Christianity. Religion of Christianity. Religion of Christianity. But, but, but Abdullah bin Huzafa radiallahu ta'ala refused. refused. Iman, Iman is such a Iman thing Mullah Liqari Rahmatullah has written Inna halawat al-iwat iman Iza dakhala qalban lam yakhruj minha abada That the halawat of Iman and the sweetness of Iman When this enters, it enters into the heart of a person It will never ever, never, ever come out of the heart of a person Sahaba had that the, sweet, the sweetness of Iman so how could they ever turn away from the deen of Allah? Allah is Rasulullah. Allah is Rasulullah. So he refused. It is mentioned Abdullah bin Huzab bin Huzafar bin Huzafar was a very jovial Sahabi. So make a lot of jokes. Make a lot of jokes. When he used to come by Nabi alayhi salam, with Nabi alayhi salatu also he would engage in light-hearted conversation. So one day somebody came to complain, to complain to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam. That Abdullah, that Abdullah bin Huzafar radiallahu ta'ala he engages in too much of light-hearted conversation. <coughs> Rasulullah sallallahu said, leave him alone. Leave him alone. He has love for Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa He had a lot of love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So leave the sahabi alone. So when they fail to rob him of his iman and take him into Christianity, what was the next plot? They took him and they locked him into a room. And in this room, they brought a Christian girl and they put her in the room together with Abdullah bin Huzafar In that room, they put wine and swine was put into that room and that room was then locked up. They told this Christian girl that she should attract Abdullah bin Huzafar and get him involved in guna. Why? When a person is attracted, now when he gets involved in guna, then we find that everything a person loses. Allah save us. Sometimes a person even loses his iman. How many Muslim girls, Muslim girls, just because of a boy, many of them have become Christians. They have lost the, lost the iman just because of this illicit, relations, illicit relationship. The mind of a person doesn't work at that time. mentioned that in Pakistan, one person, one elderly person, about 70 years old, he came and he sat in the bus. And while he's sitting, one young girl came, perhaps 16, 17 year old girl, and she sat on the other side. So now this elderly man, now his gaze fell on her, now he's looking at her. So the conductor came, he's saying, Kaka, take your ticket, Kaka, ticket, Lelo, take your ticket, buy the ticket. But Kaka was in another world altogether. His mouth is open also and his eyes is open also. And he's looking at her. So he shook him up. He said, Kaka, ticket lelo. But at that time, the mind doesn't work. As it mentioned, he says that a woman that is half, half wired, the brain of the woman, she is half wired. But a man that is full wired, she will swipe him off his feet as well. That's what a woman can do. So, so here also they put this woman with Abdullah bin Huzafa radiallahu ta'ala. 
دنیا میں تیرے عقل کیا کر گئی دین میں وہ کہاں مر گئی لیکن دنیا وٹ ڈن یو ڈو ٹو عقل وٹ انٹیلیجنٹ مین دا بیسٹ کمپیوٹر آئی ٹی دا بیسٹ بیسٹ میکینک دا بیسٹ کاری ان دا ورلڈ دا بیسٹ عالم ان دنیا ایوری تھنگ یو اچیو بٹ وین یو کمس ٹو میٹرز آف دین ویز دا عقل اینڈ ویز دا انٹیلیجنس آف اے پرسن گو ایٹ دیٹ ٹائم ویز ہی لوز اٹ ون پرسن ہی کیم ٹو مائی پٹیل صاحب رحمۃ اللہ And he told his Mulana, he told his Mulana that he was standing, he was walking, he was going to the houses. So he went to one flat in Durban and he was going house to house selling his items. So he happened to come to the home of one woman. So she opened the door and she told him, come inside. So at that time he was not supposed to go inside. But what, but what, but what happens to the akal of a person at that time? So he went inside the house. And she turned out to be an evil woman, woman a, woman, a woman that used to sell herself. So Allah gave him the tawfiq, he ran out of that house. And then he came to the Mawiyus Patel Sahib, Rahmatullahi Alaihi, and told Hazrat that this is what transpired. So Hazrat said, one is you must make tawbah, that why did you even go into that house? لَا يَخْلُوَنْ لُوَنَّ رَجُلٌ بِإِمْرَأَةٍ إِلَّا وَثَالِسُهَا الشَّيْطَانِ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ That a man is not alone with a woman except that the third person over there is shaitan. So, so, so why did you go into the house in the first place? And he says, secondly, make shukar to Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala protected you. Allah gave you the tawfiq. At that time you could run out. Otherwise a person thinks, I'm all, 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 all alone. I can do whatever I want. Jo chup kar kar karte ho tum ahle jahaan se koi dekhta hai tushko asma se. That what you hide... And you do from the people of dunya, nobody is looking at me. I'm hidden, I'm within the four corners or four walls of the house or the room. Somebody is watching, koi dekhta hai tushko asma se, Allah Ta'ala is watching from the top. Anko ki choriya or dilo ki raaz, the stealing of the eyes and the secrets of the heart. Tu sab janta hai e be niyaz. Allah Ta'ala, who is independent, Allah Ta'ala has full knowledge of everything. You can't duck. From the people we will get away. We might get, we might get away from the people, but a person cannot get away from, a person cannot get away from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So Abdullah bin Huzafa is left alone with, this, alone with this Christian girl. Three days and three nights he is locked up in this room. Abdullah bin Huzafa never moved for three days and three nights. Three days and three nights. Three days and three nights. We might think this is the time of Sahaba. Where are we talking of Sahaba? Look at the temptations today. And look at the world today and then talk. I was mentioned that in America, there was one young boy, 15, 16 years old. And he was studying perhaps in some madrasa or darum, wherever it might be. Whole day he's sitting in a masjid, doesn't come out of the masjid. So somebody asked him, what's wrong? Why are you sitting in a masjid? Whole day in the masjid. So he says, that I'm worried if I if I if I if I go out if I go out of the masjid my gaze will fall in the wrong place so I rather stay in the masjid I'm protected here in the masjid one person was in the elevator and the the lift lift open the doors open and a woman entered so at that time a person supposed to come out you can't be alone with the woman in that lift in that elevator as well person is going in a taxi So the, ta- the taxi driver is a male and the female wants to go alone with the taxi driver. Then also it is not permissible. And how they dressed up, how that perfume and he came into the lift. 
she came into the lift. So he didn't even pick up his gaze. So when, she, when they came to the floor where they were getting off, so she said, but you didn't even look at me. So he said, this is the teachings of my Sharia. This is the teachings of Allah Ta'ala. So she said, she said, I want to know more about your deen. I want to know more about your deen. Give me your number. So we would have given our number. But what he did, he gave his wife's number. He said, phone her. And perhaps later on, he even accepted Islam. So even in this day and age, the laws of Shariat is still the day of Qiyamah. It is possible to act on this even in this day and age as well. So at that time, two ayat of the Quran came to the mind of Abdullah bin Huzafa Perhaps he was not a great mufassir of the Quran. And he didn't know so much of tafsir and so much of ahadith. And he didn't know many, many masail of fiqh. But the teachings of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam was with him that you are required to lower your gaze. So two verses of the Quran came to him. The one was, where Allah Ta'ala says, Kullil mu'minina yaghuddu min absarihim wa yahfadhu furujahum. That, O Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, say to the believers, say to the believers, that they must lower their gaze. وَسَامْنَ آيِي هَمْ نَابِينَ ho gaye. When that woman came in front, then I became blind. وَسَامْنَ سَحَدْ gayi هَمْ بِينَ ho gaye. And when she passed, when she moved away, now again we started looking, we started walking. So Quran says, Kullil mu'minin yaghuddu min absarihim. Tell the believing men that they must lower their gaze. وَيَحْفَذُوا فُرُوجَهُمْ And protect their chastity. See, Allah Ta'ala brought lowering the gaze first. And then protection of chastity. So it means if the gaze of a person is protected, his chastity will be protected. ذَلِكَ أَزْكَى لَهُمْ This is most pure for them. The most, most amount of tazkiyah will take place. Allah Ta'ala give me tawfiq, all of us tawfiq. That most amount of tazkiyah will take place when the gaze of a person is protected. إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا يَسْنَعُونَ Allah Ta'ala is fully informed of what they're doing. When this gaze, when a person, a person casts this lustful glaze, and thereafter all the thoughts that go in, in the mind of a person, that sanat, the entire factory, that is in the knowledge of Allah Ta'ala. What he's plotting, what he's planning, what he's going through in the mind of a person. All this in the knowledge of Allah. And the second verse of the Quran that came to his mind, وَقَالَتْ هَيْتَلَكْ When Zulaykha told Yusuf Islam, come to me. And he said, Ma'adha Allah, Allah Ta'ala, I seek the protection of Allah Ta'ala. So these two verses... It is mentioned later, after three days, they opened them up, opened them up. So the people asked, they asked this girl that, why didn't you seduce him? Why didn't you get him involved in guna and gunas? She says that I can only get him involved in, involved in guna if he looks at me. But for three days and three nights, he never even looked at me. So how can I get him involved in guna? In another poem, Mother Rakim Sahib Rahmatullah says, Me jahan bhi rahu, jis fizahu, jis fizah me bahu, jis fizah me rahu. Mera taqwa hamesha salamat rahe. That wherever, whichever environment I'm in, Hazrat wrote this in regards to the aeroplane, that many a time the person is in the aeroplane, now he forgets everything. Now he's talking to the air hostess. Or there's a female that is sitting next to him, he doesn't have a choice. Now he's trying to start a conversation with her. So, me jahan bhi rahu, wherever I am, jis fiza may bhi rahu, mera taqwa, my taqwa must always be intact. Not that when I'm in a masjid, when the community knows me, now I'm wearing my kurta and I'm wearing my imama, imama. And when I'm on holiday, then I'm wearing Bermudas and T-shirt and I'm walking around. That's why when we go on safar, many a times people don't know us. People don't know us to the place, the area that we're going, people don't know us there. Nabi al-Islam taught us the dua, Allahumma inna nas'aluka fi safarina hadha al-birra wa taqwa Wallah, in the safar of ours, we ask you for righteousness, we ask you for taqwa. Wa min al-amali ma tarda. And Wallah, we ask you to give us the tawfiq of doing those actions by which you would become pleased.
So these masloon du'as we should recite when we, under, recite when we undertake these journeys. So nevertheless, Allah, he acted on the sunnah of Nabi al-Islam, on the teachings of the Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala had protected, Allah had protected. So the sunnah of Nabi al-Islam is very great. Hazrat Bilal radiallahu radiallahu ta'ala was Habshi. He was not from Madinah al-Munawwara. But when he acted on the sunnah of Nabi al-Islam, he adopted the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned that on the day of Qiyamah, Bilal radiallahu ta'ala will be giving the adhan, and Bilal radiallahu ta'ala will be walking in front of me. And when I enter into Jannat, and I will be sitting on the camel, Bilal radiallahu ta'ala will be holding the reins of that camel, the string of that camel, and this is how we will enter into Jannat. This is, this is the barakah of Sunnah. And on, and on the other side, the uncle of Nabi Alayhi the uncle of Nabi Alayhi Salaam, Quran says, Tabbat yada Abi Lahabi Watab. May the hand of Abu Lahab be shattered, may Abu Lahab be destroyed. This is on the basis of Sunnah. Nabi Alayhi Salatu Salaam sacrificed himself, his family, for this Ummah. On one occasion, Nabi Alayhi Salatu Salaam, he goes into the room and he gives the instruction that nobody must enter in the room. Nobody must come into the room. It is mentioned some time passed. Umm Salama radiallahu ta'ala anha. She says, why? Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam is in the room so long. He hasn't come out. She mustered the courage. So she went. And she entered the room of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa She sees Hazrat Hussein radiallahu ta'ala in the lap of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam is crying. The narration comes in Tabrani, in Musnad Ahmad and Bazzar. And Nabi alayhi salam is crying. His Mubarak beard is wet. Ya Rasulullah, what's the problem? Why are you bad in Bazaar crying so much? He says, Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam just came to me now. And Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam told me that this grandson of yours, this prince of yours, this beloved of yours, he's going to be made shaheed. And the sand of that area where he will be made shaheed, this sand was presented to me by the Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam. فَإِذَا هِيَ تُرْبَةٌ hamra. This was red sand that was presented to me. Nabi al-Islam tolerated. His beloved grandson made shaheed. He sacrificed. His family sacrificed. But today if there's a birthday, 60-year-old person, 70-year-old person, will go to the restaurant against the sunnah and teachings of Nabi al-Islam. No, we must have a birthday party. If the child wants that party, then we must have that party. Why? The child must be happy. He did very well in school. If the child wants that clothing which is against shariat, oh, but this is my only son, I have to buy it for him. If I don't do it for him, who is going to do it for my child? The beard, the wife is not happy. You mustn't keep such a long beard. Just a little beard to indicate that you have a beard. It's against sunnah. But I must do it. Why? My wife must be happy. Everyone must be happy. But Allah and His Rasul Wasallam, they are unhappy. On one occasion, as I mentioned, he said that in one country, I think it was a Buddhist priest. So one Jamaat had gone to that area. The priest he accepted, accepted Islam. So they asked him that, why did, why did you accept Islam? Why you became a Muslim? So he said, bring the strongest person from your Jamaat in front of me. So the strongest person from the Jamaat was brought in front of him. So he just looked at him. Just one look, he dropped him to the ground. Just by one look, because of the spiritual exercises that they do. He dropped him to the ground. And then he said, see, because of my spiritual exercises where I had reached, that I dropped this person to the ground. But he, but he said, when I seen you, 
that the sunnah of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam that you have with you, the power and the strength of sunnah, it is far greater than this also. That is why one group of Sahaba when they had gone out in jihad, they could not conquer, they could not overpower certain forts. At that time they said, let us think that something is not right, something we are missing in our life. In our life. So they sat and they started thinking, thinking. So they said, we didn't use the miswak. So Ramir gave the command, everybody must now use the miswak. Everybody started making miswak. This is the barakat of the sunnah of Rasulullah But how would this come? One alim, one very senior alim, he was not well, for two months he was in bed. So he says that these two months when he couldn't go out of the house, he didn't waste this time. What did he do? He would gather the children every day for one hour. All the children in the neighborhood, in the locality. And these children, he would talk only about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So he says, sometimes when somebody would come to visit, the children will come after that person leaves. He said, no, it's now it's time to talk about Sirat, to talk about Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa So the last topic that he discussed with them was when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa left the world. So one child that was there, he went and held his mother, held his mother, and he started crying. He made all the children, he made all the children cry. And he's asking his mother, why did Rasulullah leave the world? Couldn't Nabi stay with us till today? See that love, how quickly it is created when we read the Kitab of Sirat. Shaykh Awama, Damat Barakatum, he mentioned that if we do Kitabs of Sirat, Allah Ta'ala give us two, if we read Kitabs of Sirat, this is, this is one means of protecting us from the fitnas that are to come. When Nabi Karim was about to leave the world also, concern was the Ummat. It is mentioned in a narration that when Israel Ali Malakul Maut came, came to Nabi Karim at the time of death, asked permission, Ya Rasulullah, can I enter? Permission was given. He entered. He said that since I was, I was, appointed, I was appointed as the angel of death, I never took permission to enter the home of any person. And after this occasion, occasion, I will never take permission to enter the home of any person. I will just enter and take the life, except for Nabi Akrim And he said, this is the instruction of Allah Ta'ala, that you take permission from my beloved Muhammad If he gives you permission, then you enter. And if he doesn't give you permission, then you do not enter. And then he says, the second thing, that before this, I never gave a choice to anybody whether they want to live or they want to pass, to live or they want to pass away, away, away. And after this, I will never give choice to anybody whether they want to live and, or whether they want to pass away. That Allah Taala has given you the choice that you may live for as long as you want. And if you are desirous to meet Allah Taala, then Allah Taala is also desirous to meet you. Nabi Akram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he tells Jibreel Ali Salatu Salam, ask Allah what is going to happen to my ummah. What is going to happen to my ummah? Jibreel goes to Allah Ta'ala, comes back, tells me that Allah Ta'ala says that there's no need for you to worry. Your ummah will be united with you tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah. So Nabi said, now I'm at ease. Now I have a little bit of ease. And he makes dua to Allah Ta'ala that Allah, now you may give me the opportunity of meeting you. It is mentioned Malakul Moth starts extracting the roof from the body. And then Nabi Akrim says, As-salaa wa ma malakat imanukum. As-salaa wa ma malakat imanukum. As-salaa wa ma malakat imanukum. 
that take care, that take care, that take care of salah, perform your salah, and your slaves that you have under you, fulfill the rights and the hukuk of these slaves. And then Nabi Akram Salaam's voice, voice gets weaker, and he says, As-salah, 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 as-salah. And finally he says, Allahumma rafiq al-ala, and Nabi Akram departs from this dunya. So at that time also the concern is the ummah. In one hadith it comes, that one occasion Nabi Sallallahu told the Sahaba, he said that I wish to meet my brothers. Sahaba said, we are your brothers, O Rasulullah Sallallahu We are your brothers. Rasulullah Sallallahu said, no, you are my companions, you are my Sahaba. Who are your brothers, Ya Rasulullah? Nabi Sallallahu said, my brothers are those people that have not seen me, yet they brought Iman upon me. This is us. That my desire is to meet them. So, one sahabi said that blessed, Ya Rasulullah, blessed is that person that he saw you and after seeing you, he brought iman upon you. What is the darja of a sahabi of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? The greatest wali of the time can't come closest to the lowest sahabi. So he said that fortunate is that person, blessed is that person, he saw you and he brought iman upon you. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said seven times, blessed is that person that hasn't seen me and yet me and yet that person has brought iman upon me. So Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we, we value, this is the end of the month of Rabiul Awal. In these months, our Kabirin used to speak about the seerat of Nabi Alayhi Salaam. May Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq of bringing that life of Nabi Alayhi Salaam, adopting that life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and reading a kitab of seerat on a daily basis. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Inshallah.